Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our match reaction show. I just lost my play. I thought that, but it's finished. Uh, New York Red Bulls nil, Barcelona 2 another preseason win for Barcelona. And uh, lots of takeaways from this game. Not all positive because, I mean, like I would say, it's preseason. The results are not so important. It's about the performances. It's what you can get from that, that you know, that you can see whether where the positives are, where the negatives are, where there's room for improvement. You want to look at that. I think, I think for Barcelona, this game is very interesting to, to look at in a nutshell because so because again it's it's Red Bulls it's they're not they're not they're not let's be honest they're not Champions League level team they're not uh, uh, you know they're not really a threat to Barcelona they're not really on Barcelona's level as such so, so you expect them to win this game you expect them to do what they did um, but what you're really looking for is what are the things that they can take from this and learn from this for future games against better and bigger teams and uh, a few things that stood out for me. Uh, and so I started the headline that was Dembele's spark. Right? Dembele was probably the best player on the pitch. He, he looked uh, like you know, every time he had the ball, he looked like he wanted to do something with it. He had a couple of opportunities that he could have scored. He had a couple of chances where he could be fed in some other players as well. But he took his goal well. He did really, really well with his goal. I tell you what, I, I think I said this before. I think this is a big season for Dembele. I think, uh, you know, because he signed a new contract, he seems in a good frame of mind. I think I think this will be this could be his season. I think this could be his season in a good way or a bad way. I think you probably get the season go. This is the season where Dembele could have made it and he didn't, or this is the season when Dembele has finally made it. I think that is what we will see from Dembele. But he just looks class right now. I know it's preseason, but he looks class. He looks fit. He looks fresh. He looks hungry. And I think that is something that's going to be a big motivation for him, for everyone around him. I think he's 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 currently on a very different level than what he has been. And I hope for Barcelona's sake, I hope he. He performs well. So I thought Dembele was good. But Suna to me, of course, was also uh, Araujo playing right back. And um, I, I still feel Araujo and Kunde is Barcelona's best centre-back pairing, I think. But I can kind of see why he's playing right back now because um, they don't really have a right back. I mean, Dest, I don't think he's good enough. I don't think Roberto is good enough. And I think Dest probably will be a left back backup anyway for uh, Alba. So I, I can see why Araujo is playing there. I think he'll do a good job at right back. I just think that he's capable of more. I, I just think that playing at right back kind of takes away a lot of his, uh, uh, you know, strengths. And I, and, and I know I'll do a job for the team, but I still feel that Araujo uh, uh, and Kende is the best starting, starting center back pairing. Because if you don't play Araujo, then the question is, who do you play? Uh, I don't think Garcia was that good today. I thought he looked shaky in parts. They were not tested that much, let's be honest. But even when they were, I thought he looked a little bit shaky. I think Kassinson and Kunde will probably be the starting pairing because I don't think you can play PK week and week out now anyway. Um, but to me... I think um, I, th I think it will be Kristensen and Kunde, but I, I just feel that it should be Kunde and Araujo. But then, of course, who do you play right back? Play him there. So, I think that'll be the, the pairing. And some people might be going, well, Frankie, they are my play centre-back. I don't think he will play centre-back. If he says, I think he will play midfield. I, I don't think he'll play. He might be rotational centre-back, but I don't think he'll be starting centre-back, at least not, uh, you know, in the big games. So, I think it will be Kristensen and Kunde. It's not a centre-back pairing that fills me with a lot of confidence. But I think it might be good enough. I think it might it might do the, do the job. It might get the job done uh, ultimately. And then it depends on who plays in front of them. So so that's something that, that you'll have to look at. And then Robert Lewandowski. And uh, I mean, you know, Robert Lewandowski had a lot of chances. Today was not a good day for ex-Bundesliga strikers. Let's be honest. Haaland had a bad day today. And Lewandowski, I think, probably had a worse day than Haaland. Because at least Haaland didn't, you know, he wasn't creating. He wasn't very involved. He looked like he was out of sync with the players. And so you thought... Okay, maybe you know you get back in. I mean, it depends on the perspective. I thought Halen actually was very bad when you think about it. From a certain perspective, I'm sure people say Halen was bad because at the eleven thousand created chances and he had a lot load of chances. Um, but the question is, you know, which which one do you prefer? Do you prefer a striker who's out? You know, do you do you want to see positives and a striker who's out of sync and that when he gets in sync he'll score goals, or do you see a striker who's in sync with his teammates in some ways but still can't finish chances? So 
singing Lambert, but I I thought um, yeah, you know what? I'll take that back. I, I think I think they were not scared of better than Harlem. I don't think anybody could have lost in Harlem. Uh, you know, would take a lot. But but I thought Lewandowski was pretty pretty poor today. And the reason why I see he was out of form, not poor, but he was out of form because it was a lot of times and he had a lot of he had seven or eight chances. And um, some of them were straightforward. Some of them were a little bit difficult. They expect him to, to make more of that, take that. And I did feel towards the end of his, of his stay on the field, I think in the 60th or 70th minute, I thought the team was visibly catering to getting him a goal. Like every time they were in good positions, they were trying to find Lewandowski. They were trying to find Lewandowski. And I think that is, you know, that's a problem. That's a problem because you don't want to do that in a big game. You don't, you know, in any game, you really don't want to do that. You don't want to take a chance where you're one nil up and you're trying to feed your striker. To try to build his confidence, I know preseason and all that, but you don't want to don't want to get into that habit, uh, especially in you know once the regular season starts. Um, but uh, you know he struggled, and and the, the the big miss was the twenty third minute miss because that you know he was basically one on one. He was one on one with the keeper. He's unmarked. He's completely alone. Uh, Dion did well by the way to get the ball to Dembele and Dion com- combined well. They got the ball to Lewandowski, and then a form an inform Lewandowski hits that first time, and it's a goal. That, that's what it is. At least it's the first time this Lewandowski is different. He's a little bit underconfident. He's a little bit scared. I'm not scared. I'll say he's a little bit frustrated. He's a little bit, you know, he wants to get over that milestone. So he takes a touch. He takes a touch to set himself up. And when he takes a touch, that chance is gone. And the goalkeeper saves it. Great the goalkeeper was saving it, by the way. But still, I think Lewandowski should have finished that first time. And he didn't take it first time because that's, that's the difference. And I think that is something... You don't want what you don't want. You can you can accept a striker not firing goals. You accept a striker struggling. What you don't want is you don't want him to visibly start panicking, and you don't want him to start getting frustrated. As me- when it starts to affect you mentally, that is an issue. And I think that's something that they'll have to talk to him about and try to get that sorted quickly. Because last thing you need is your big star striker struggling mentally for you know in front of goal. That's what you don't want. So I, I thought he had an average game. There's still time, of course. The entire Barcelona still have two weeks, and they're probably going to play a couple more games, I think. Uh, so they'll have time to kind of sort that out and get it firing. Um, I, I, I do feel that he contributes a lot anyway, uh, just overall in the game, but I think he'll be contributing a lot. So I, I don't think goals are going to be that important. They'll get them from elsewhere. I like Rafinha as well. I thought Rafinha did well when he came on. I think his link up with Dembele has been very good. So I think he was instrumental in that first goal that Dembele scored. I thought he, he played a big part in that. I think those two combining will be very, very interesting to watch. And remember, they're both opposite-footed. They're both right and left-footed. So you can all, you can play them, you know, you can play them together. Uh, you can switch wings. They can play, they can both play either side. They can both play, you know, as inverted wingers. They can play the regular wingers. It gives you a lot of options uh, when you have two wingers that you can play that both, uh, you know, operate on different uh, on different feet. I think that this, that's definitely something to have. Um, and I think the final point that I... And, and uh, the second goal, by the way, before I talk about the final point, the second goal... Um, you know, it's, it's all about Memphis. Memphis does really well, I think, because the you know defender tries to block him off. You know, sometimes you just gotta clear your lines. Sometimes you just you know you can't always try to game manage things. Sometimes you just gotta go. I'm gonna clear this. Right? I'm not gonna take a chance. So he tried to took a chance. The ball didn't drop. Didn't drop. And Memphis went. There you go. I'm just gonna take it forward. And he hit it against. The, he got a little bit lucky because I, I think he was trying to go for goal. The flick was for goal, but it kind of flicked off the keeper, and it actually became a much more easier chance after. Uh, but still, you, know, you make your own luck, and he made his own luck with that because he, he chased after him, he didn't give it up, and he did really well to get that goal. So I thought that was a good piece of goal. I thought the red card was a red card, but you know, the friendly, you, know, you really shouldn't be trying to give red cards out, but he got a red card, that, that's totally fine. I think that that's the way it is. Um, yeah, I think the game was gone anyway, but then, like I said, it was about the performances, uh, not the results at that point. Uh, but my last point that I want to make is Frankie Leon. And what's interesting is he played 45 minutes again, but he played in the midfield. And I do believe that playing him at centre-back was a ploy to kind of show to him that, look, you've not got a future in this team and therefore we need you to go. But I, I just wonder playing him at central midfield now is, is perhaps an admission 
that they're not going to be able to sell him or or a cynical conspiracy theory here by the way was he played there to try to show Manchester City that this guy is a midfielder that you can take instead and give us Bernardo Silva that could be something as well I mean just think of keep that in mind as well you know sometimes football is a lot of political thing. maybe that's a conspiracy theory we know that it is it maybe it is you know back to conspiracy theory it is a conspiracy theory but that's just what I'm thinking because it's so weird that he's played centre-back for the last three games four games and now he plays as a midfielder all of a sudden I mean he's a midfielder but uh, it's an interesting change of that. But to be honest, I don't see how he how he won't be a starter. I mean, whether he's a centre back, whether he's a midfielder, he's not a starter for Barcelona because he can't play in a CDM role. That's not his best position. And so you either play him, you have to play him in those, those two midfield roles. But I don't see him getting ahead of Kavi and Pedri unless they're injured. Of course, it'll be a rotation option. I don't see him as a starter. But you know what? Sometimes um, I'm sure he'll think, well, it's better for me to be a substitute at Barcelona than to be a starter elsewhere. Uh, at this point, to be honest, it's better to be a substitute at any club than to be a starter at Manchester United, for example. But I think City or Chelsea might might want him, and that might might make some difference. But um, that, keep an eye on that one uh, as to why he played in midfield. That's why I can space it right there. Uh, anyway, let me know in the comments. What did you think about the game? What you know? What, what do you make of the Melis performance? Rafinha, Lewandowski. Let me know. Allow more down. There's a lot to talk about, of course. Uh, the game. So let me know what you think. Uh, do do smash a like for Barcelona for this win. Uh, and do remember to subscribe to our channel on, on YouTube, follow us on Facebook as well. Tank Lightning close to 800 subscribers to help us pass that milestone. Uh, we might have one more maturation episode coming, so if you do subscribe, you get notified for that today. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for watching. Take care. See you again soon. Bye-bye.